Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rands, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. This week, I'm joined, as always, by Haley, a.k.a. Arizona Right Watch. Um, hello, listeners. Um, happy uh, February 28th. That's the date. That's wait, it. Wait, That's the date. Out. I couldn't think of anything. I looked at my computer. I was like, there's the date. <laughs> Boom. This is one Nailed day it. before leap year. One, one day oh, before leap true. day. That's day's true. Magical. Yes. I'm also joined by the mysterious L. Yes. Happy nearly day of leap, my beautiful babies. Yes. Uh, 30 Rock fans of the world rejoice. Once every four years, we get to celebrate the day of leap. Mm-hmm. Your yes. yellow. And uh, <laughs> if you cry at me, I will give you candy. That's right. That's right, beautiful babies. I guarantee that on Leap Day, if you can find me out in the wilderness and you cry at me, you will get your candy as you uh, have proven yourself to be a cool person with good taste. I I had uh, a coworker ask me if I put up my Leap Day decorations and I just was just like, man, this has to be a bit you're doing. And they just sort of chuckled about the fact that they're just really into Leap Day. And I was like, okay, I... I accept this. Yeah, dude. Have you have you even gotten your rhubarb? I, I have not. I, I did not know I should do such a thing. Yeah, man. You have to wear blue and yellow. Otherwise, somebody can punch you or pinch you. I think it's pinch, like the classic tradition. And uh, you're supposed to traditionally eat a fresh rhubarb. 
And uh, it's a it's a bonus day. It's it's a day of celebration, baby. It's a bonus day. You're supposed to like take chances and live bold because it's like a freebie day. <laughs> it's the Mulligan mm-hmm. Day. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, you get to watch Leap Dave Williams starring Jim Carrey as Leap Dave Williams or Leap Dave Williams. Sorry. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, it is the feast for Saint John Cassian. So we're still no. in feast mode. Yep. Yes. No. yes. 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 It's it's a Christian it's an feast. old man in a blue and yellow suit who is actually a horrible fish person who emerges from the depths uh, once every four years to feed. But also, mm. it's a day to celebrate taking full chances. <laughs> Just like you've never even seen Thirty Rock, right? <laughs> Which is fair. I, 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 that, that show is considered problematic today. And if anybody ever wants to pull my liberal card for Thirty Rock, I will here. To, I'm here to tell them that will be the day that I become libertarian. Don't challenge me. I'll fucking make that call. I'll die on this hill. Oh man, I just, I just love, uh, I love libertarianism just for the whole idea of it's like I'm all about like freedom and people having the right to do whatever they want. And it's like, so you're basically kind of a Democrat because they're the Freedom Party for everything except guns, and then you're just like, nope, I'm actually just a stealth Republican. I picture, like, yeah, see, they're either stealth Republicans or uh, people who like self-identify as liberal but want to hedge their bets by giving themselves an out to have some like opinions that liberals would fucking tear them apart for, which I totally get. So, you know, if 30 Rock ever becomes so toxic that uh, I have to go libertarian in order to be with the right tribe, then I will. And I'll buy a gun, and then I'll have a cabin with a gun, and uh, I'll watch Thirty Rock there. And fucking don't come on my property, or I'll shoot you to death. Which is also oh, something yeah. I associate. That, that, that's also something that I associate with libertarians. It's like it's, it's like be, which is weird, right? It's just like people who like want to like people who like want to live off grid, and like when they, when they buy a gun, it's either for like apocalypse bunker building end of the world style shit, or genuinely to protect their shabby cabin in the woods from the CIA. In the off chance, you know? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. yeah. That's, that's one of my favorite things about all kinds of conspiracy theorists when they're like posting their spicy memes online. They're just like, my FBI handler's getting pilled reading all the stuff I'm writing. It's like, there's no one following you. Nobody cares about you. <laughs> there's no FBI agent going, oh man, I've been monitoring these people, but they speak so much truth. What do I do? What do I do? As, as I... As like slowly the FBI is getting pilled by monitoring them, and it's like no, like you're just posting, you're just literally howling into the void. That's all you're doing. And if you manage to make it a little further up the food chain, you're howling into the void now with a small audience of like-minded lunatics. We're like, yeah, bro, you got this. Get him, get him with your spicy memes. You're the greatest. And it's like, it's like, oh my god. Speaking of the food chain. Let's talk about a fast food chain, because we're not technically in the bush, and this has nothing to do with QAnon or conservatives or fucking anybody, but I do want to talk about it. Uh, how about that terrible Wendy's decision they're already backpedaling on? Like, that, who the fuck, like, which bean counter at Wendy's told them to announce that before they focus tested it at all? By which I I've mean, even just going about in, this, like, just go into a room with 20 people and be like, hey, imagine if a fast food chain charged surge charging, is like, surge pricing for their food. And everyone in the room would universally just be like, that sounds fucking horrible. It's <laughs> just like, yeah. yeah, dude, 20 out of 20 people, 200 <laughs> out of 200 people, 2 million out of 2 million people agree. That sounds fucking yeah. terrible. Nobody likes yeah. that. Why would anybody want that? Yeah. So well, a surge pricing, for those of you who might not know about this, is basically a scam that rideshare companies use where if it's, uh, 
if you're getting out of a concert or a football game or it's like a really busy time in a city, you pay way more for your Uber or your Lyft than you would if it was a quieter off-peak time. And Wendy's psychotically made the statement that they're going to experiment with surge pricing where it's like when we have 12 cars in the drive-thru, suddenly the price for food is just going to go up because you all want Wendy's now, so you all got to pay. And it's just, no, this is ridiculous. There's nobody who's going to abide by this. I would just leave. Right, exactly. There's there's an In-N-Out next door, and next to that is a Chick-fil-A, and next to that is another Whataburger that isn't currently doing surge pricing because they're not busy. So I'm going to go ahead and go. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there, there, there's there's two Wendy's that I I know of that I that I can frequent. One is near my house, and the other one's near where I work. Uh, the Wendy's near my home is literally directly next to a Burger King, a Taco Bell, <laughs> uh, Flip Flip the Bird, which is like a local version of Chick Fil A, and a McDonald's. So there are four fast food joints within walking distance of those of the Wendy's, and the Wendy's near my work. Uh, across the street from that Wendy's is a Burger King and slightly down the road, like maybe a quarter mile, there's a McDonald's. And there's also a five guys in that area also. So it's just like, I have options. I would never pay your surge pricing in a million years. Wendy's never, not once I, I, I would, you could not make me do that. Is anyone ever. here a fan of Wendy's even? Is anyone a big fan here of Wendy's? Uh, I think Wendy's, I mean, of the quote unquote big three, like the original big three, I do think Wendy's is the best food. But I don't, like, I'm not champing at the bit to go to Wendy's. And also, the big three are not the only players in the market anymore. Like, it's expanded a lot. Right. Like, Like, Five Guys would be the windmill slam dunk grand champion of them all if their fucking food wasn't, like, 40% more expensive than it should be for the amount you get. Unless you're talking about their french fries, in which case they will kill you with those fries. Yeah. Thank you yeah, like, for the extra fries. I love that they give you extra fries. I, I love <laughs> the extra fries, but then like I've never I've never had a burger from Five Guys and been like, man, I'm satisfied after that. Like that was enough burger for me. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, and then the thing is, is that me and Elle are big boys, so we're getting like the double. We're probably getting the double patty burgers when we go there. And I still, after I'm done eating it, I'm just like that, like. It's so weird because McDonald's can do like a double quarter pounder and that's like an actual giant burger. Like if you want like the big burger, you can actually get that from like yeah, the big whatever burger. additive nonsense they have at like one of those like fucking chicken sandwich meals from Wendy's or whatever. Like I do feel like whatever they're putting in it that is not the, the good, good stuff that you get at Five Guys, it does fill me up more. So like economically, like I'd much rather go to a place like Wendy's like if I if I just want a quick lunch that I don't want to spend $20 for, you know? Right. But the quality of the food at Five Guys is better because it's cooked to order. And again, they give you a mountain of fries. So it's just one of these things where it's like, it's trade offs. But none of those other places are telling me, we're just going to mug you when you come here. If, <laughs> if, there, if there are too many people in the building when you show up, we're just going to take extra money from you because fuck you. That's why. And that's not including any of the, like, the second, the quote unquote secondary players in the market. You know, like the like, like fucking, you're jack of the box, in and out. Uh, fucking Freddy's, uh, you know, Carl's Jr., Hardee's, like all that shit. Like, there's just so many places to go get food. Wendy's, like, what are you? You definitely shouldn't have been the first one to announce this. What are you, crazy? Right. That's, that, that's the sort of innovation you have to let, like, McDonald's take a chance on and see if it, like, see if it's something the market will handle because McDonald's could absorb, like, an unlimited amount of PR hits. They're just so big. 
but like you're Wendy's dude. Like if you ever did that, I mean, listen to what Mike Rage just said. Mike Rage just said he would rather go to a Burger King. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, yeah, Are you actually literally kidding me? He said he said if you did that, Wendy's, he would go to the Burger King. Do you understand? <laughs> This is not 1978. Nobody should be like, yo, I'm thinking BK. Like, those days are long done. Yes. The only memory I have of a Burger King is me eating the Burger King and then me puking and not making it to the bathroom in time. And I just puked all over the fucking right in front of the counter area. (laughs) So so bad. And right now, Burger King is like, man, this is the best press we've gotten on a podcast in months. At least we're talking about us. No press is right. bad press. Dude, I, the local Burger King, I don't know if it was a nationwide thing or whatever, but it was back in like around the turn of the 2000, you know, the turn of the, the 2000, around the turn of the 2000, you know, the odds, the double zero. <laughs> uh, but the local Burger King had like a fucking like two for $2 like Whopper deal. Like, I don't know if they just like way over ordered in their meat. Or if it was like, like, hey, please come into Burger King. We're begging you. We're giving it away. But yeah, I mean, two Whoppers for $2. Like, I ate a lot of Whoppers that week. It is, it's a lot of sandwich for a dollar. Like, and if you're poor, I was like, sign me up. Like, you know, that that's worth the trip. But yeah. uh, under normal circumstances, the Whopper is like eight fifty, And I'm just like, guys, I mean, it's a lot of burger. But I can get a lot of burger from a lot of places. You're, you're Burger King. The, the, the thought of Burger King, it gives brown and orange the same way the 70s does to me like when i think of like not the good kind of brown and orange like fall or halloween or thanksgiving the bad kind like the 70s where everybody fucking forgot what taste was and everything was hideous (laughs) (laughs) like yeah Uh, the the weirdest thing it was like i actually saw an art a a thing where someone was like mcdonald's prices are ridiculous and then someone said if you use the mcdonald's app you get way better prices and then it got into this whole argument about how, like, all these franchisees try to set their prices at a certain rate so they can make money. And then, like, McDonald's corporate sets a different lower price through the app to, like, fuck with the franchisees. So it's basically just, like, if you use the app, you're basically, like, undercutting the people that are trying to make more money. But McDonald's corporate doesn't care because they want to make people think that, like, they're good with, like, lower prices and all this kind of stuff. So I thought that was a very interesting, like, tug of war that I was reading about. And then, like, three days later, Wendy just drives a car through your front door screaming, surge pricing! We're lunatics! What the shit? This is crazy. Yeah. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. I get the impulse. They, like, all those chains must really be feeling the squeeze because, you know, that fight for 15 started to work and it didn't... It, it didn't come from nowhere, you know. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, like all of a sudden they're just like, "Damn it, we used to be able to pay these two kids eight seventy five, but now we have to pay them like thirteen dollars or whatever." Like, yeah, prices are gonna fucking go up. Like, that's just the way it's gonna go. But surge pricing is not it. You just have to no. you have to decide what you think that your customers are gonna accept as yeah. just like a uniform hit to pricing across the board. And so, it's up to your PR team to spin the former dollar menu to now be the cravings under three dollar menu like that transition already happened like get ready right. for just be like economic menu under ten dollars it's just like, <laughs> yeah that's, that's the way it's gonna go <laughs> I, I just remember like when the fight for 15 started people were like oh 15 dollars meet your replacement they just had all like the terminals like the touchscreen keyboards and it's like people still gotta cook the food buddy you haven't made the automated cook yet and so someone needs to get paid for something like calm down 
And why are you on the side of team automation? Who the fuck? Like, bro, we're all, why are you on the side? Not on team human. Why are you on the side of team robot? What the shit? You, maybe, maybe because that person's a fucking genius. And, uh, and maybe, maybe everybody should be on team robot. Team robot's not going anywhere. <laughs> I was complaining. Robots take over guy. all the jobs. No more money. Yep. Everything free. And, and, and then, and then that's it. That's how it works. You know? You know, we don't have to worry yeah. about jobs. The the robots are taking care of that, you know? Yes. Yeah. As long as capitalism mm-hmm. is happening, technology is going to continue to take jobs away from people. It's been happening forever. And it's going to continue to happen forever. And all these people <laughs> that think that it's going to stop now suddenly because they're being loud about it on social media are fucking delusional like it's never gonna happen i get it it sucks like and complaining about it is something that a lot of people want to do but if you want change you're gonna have to do a little more than like armchair warrior this one you need to get you're gonna have to do a thing like because no one's pulling the plug on ai <laughs> i i, I can go type i can go type some word i can go type a prompt into fucking chat gpt and get like a thesis or whatever now you know what i mean like no one's gonna like that's happening that genie's not going back in the bottle until after we get through our Dune, like, you know, our Dune fucking galactic war, and then we abolish all machines <laughs> and get really into genetic engineering. Anyway, we've already ramped about fucking just nonsense for too much, so let's get into our abuse boosh It's time for a light sampling of insanity. Get ready for the amuse boosh AI always leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth. So let's talk about something happy and awesome. Uh, namely, uh, a dark cloud hanging over the Bobert family. Because fuck the Boberts. We don't like the Boberts. Uh, and apparently, young Bobert is a rebel without a cause. Uh, I guess I, I guess Lord Bobert's, one of Lord Bobert's sons has been getting into some fucking crimes. He's been doing a, like a, a laundry list of crimes. Uh, so, Mike, what's going on with the, the, the Bobert son? What's he up to? <laughs> Uh, Tyler Bobert, who is 18 years old and thusly can be prosecuted as a adult, has been uh, indicted for 22 criminal charges. Uh, I've read very, uh, conflicting accounts because this is all coming out like today as we're recording that he's either been hit with at least one felony or a series of felonies in these 22 counts, and that he was uh, making false IDs, he was breaking into cars. He was doing all kinds of fun stuff uh, on this rampage of his. Uh, most people are having a very good time about this because uh, Lauren Boebert made a tweet about how the Biden crime family is destroying America. And she posted this pretty much. She had to be this had to be right after she found out about her son doing all of his crimes. So. It's really funny that she had the temerity to uh, whine about Hunter Biden and the rest of the Biden criminality when her, she knew that her own her own son was at the uh, local police department getting uh, talked to about all the bad things he was doing. So um, that just hit, and we'll see how this all plays out with him. Um, Lauren Bobert has moved from the district she was in because she was going to lose re-election because in a midterm, you're supposed to do good. And the underfunded Democrat she was up against lost to her by like 150 votes or so. And that guy was like, hey, I almost beat her last time. Let's do this, bros. And in a presidential year in Colorado, which is a blue state, which means more people are going to come out for Biden and then we'll vote for the Democrat down ticket. 
it was very likely that guy was going to win. And so Barbert retreated to a new district to try to avoid that fight. And uh, she has to win the Republican primary in that district. And she's not been doing very well so far. So today is probably another little um, check mark we can put down for the Lauren Boebert slowly and painfully being removed from Congress uh, trajectory that she's on. So um, I also that, I saw as part of this headline because uh, this did this did float across my eyes and I glanced at it. I guess uh, in reporting this, some people were uh, like bring up like Boebert's strained relationship with her husband, who she's going through a divorce with. And I guess recently she filed a restraining order against him, and he is contending that that is a political move to help justify her fleeing her district. Yeah. <laughs> which i was just like oh no like it's it sucks because either way you slice that it's bad at that point there's like no good outcome you know what i mean it's just like oh either it's true she needed to file a restraining order against this guy because he was being a creep and a weirdo or uh she was lying and is willing to fucking like put a bunch of stank on his name in order to flee her district for slightly better political prospects absolutely insane yeah. stuff yeah, um, after the first debate, there was like a straw poll conducted of, I guess, either people in the audience or a focus group of the five-person Republican primary field in Colorado's 4th District, and uh, Boebert came in last. Uh, the leader was Jerry Sonnenberg, who got 22 votes, and down and down and down and down, and then finally at the bottom was Lauren Boebert, who got 12 votes. So uh, it, we, I don't know if there was any actual polling on the ground, but doesn't feel like Lauren's winning over a lot of new friends in her new district she's trying to take over. So uh, may she join uh, George Santos as uh, crazy people that flamed out spectacularly in Congress. And yeah, then so you can fi fi find a website and make a little money on the side, you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> you know. Uh, okay, moving on in our Bushy Boosh topics for the week. It looks like we've got some movement in the QAnon Grifto sphere. Uh, this I don't know anything about because this is deep in the trenches where only uh, Mike Rains and uh, Haley are brave enough to go. So, Mike, what's going on with our Griftonon update for the week? Oh, okay. So, um, the battle between uh, like Awakened Outlaw and his buddies on the internet has reached a full, um, it reached its full conclusion where he, he got his full name docs at this point. Uh, our buddy's name is Joel Barr, B-A-R-R. So uh, congratulations, Outlaw. He has, again, tried to uh, play the bigger man in all this while Matrix Authority and Spooky Groove continue to talk shit about him and call him a gatekeeper and all kinds of other fun stuff. Uh, this is, again, for those of you who are not sure about this, they had a, um, this falling out is over Mike Flynn and how he is a good guy, according to most QAnon people. And the other side is just like, no, uh, Michael Flynn is actually a bad guy and we hate him. And this and is the third like, side is like, no, actually he is Q. And he always has been. <laughs> Oh God, that the best part about all of that is, oh my God, is, is Jay Stu big friends with the Authority and Spooky Groove and, and all of that and Matrix now because they they all hate Flynn together, and it's just the funniest thing. Like they all they're all bros now. It's like the and and and, and it's how how are you a how are you tolerant of 
these assholes who have been promoting this um this deadly like Jim Stewart says like QAnon is a brain poison that's ruining everybody and it's the most evil thing in the world and now you're just like I'm hanging out with my bros Matrix and Spooky Crew because we all hate Michael Flynn. And it's like you you do know they're QAnon promoters, right? You you do understand that. This is um Mike, have they you are. never heard that the enemy of my enemy is my friend and bro and we should drink beers together? Like, it's no big thing. <laughs> Actually, what we should drink together is coffee because a bunch of QAnon promoters have decided to create their own brand of coffee called Kofifi Coffee, which comes from the bizarre mis, uh, t- miswritten tweet by Donald Trump back when he was president talking about Kofifi. And because I thought Trump that was a decode. Ne- Are they making fun of their own shit now? They're actually making. They're actually yeah. They're they're making a reference to a decode and all this kind of shit from uh, then. So um, now, literally, uh, they have specialty coffees. Uh, Beer at the parade has a dark roast. Uh, Enox News Blend, the guy who has Qbert as his avatar, which he couldn't use on this coffee. Uh, uh, packaging because he'd obviously be fucking sued because he doesn't own the rights to Qbert. Uh Pepe Deluxe has a six bean blend. Um Brainstorm has a cowboy blend. Um Defender Dolly's Grind is a medium roast. Sarge has a roast. Not our Sarge. Some uh, I think it's the Parasite guy. Yeah. That's the I think that's the Parasite guy. Uh Awakened Outlaw, uh aka our buddy Joel has a coffee called Awakened. Uh, Brenda has a donut shop coffee, and my favorite one of all these is Brian Cates, the fucking crank who used to write for the Epoch Times and is now just a QAnon lunatic, has Brian Cates's Cates's Keto Premium Roast. So if you love QAnon, you can go buy the coffee of your favorite uh, QAnon uh, grifter. And uh, a bunch of people have made fun of this because obviously you should, because this is obviously a fucking scam. And just Are you going to get make some? A uh, no, no, I'm not. I've never drank coffee in my life. And if I ever did, the last thing I would do is be like, man, <laughs> I, need, I, I need to put some money in this QAnon promoter's pocket. I mean, like, oh, man, Julian's rum needs a few bucks. Here you go, Julian. I'll buy your brand of coffee. <laughs> it would be interesting if like, like there were shit. Oh, well, the thing is, is like, I bet it all tastes the fucking same, mm-hmm. aside from being light, medium, or dark roast. I bet it's all the same shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I, that's what I all made me laugh is that they, they did spin the gamut of the roast for all the different people because they obviously wanted to hit those different varieties. And I also enjoyed the that's all, that Well, that's, that's the easiest way to trick stupid people into thinking that your coffee actually does have a flavor that it doesn't. Not that I'm saying that no coffees have flavor. I've had very good coffee that does have like unique notes and. But, like, a lot of the shit piss swill that you get in America is just, like, it's literally just, like, does it taste light, medium, or dark? That's it. That's all you're really getting out of it, is how how fucking black are the beans <laughs> when they cook them, too? Like, <laughs> just like instance, Star- Starbucks, Starbucks all, all dark ro- roasted horse shit. All terrible. But, you know, <laughs> am, I, am I not going to Starbucks? Yes, but that's because they're anti-union dickheads and not because their coffee tastes bad. I would be in line just like the rest of you fools, if not, but... But uh, but yeah, their coffee, it just sucks. Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. medium roast, also terrible. Terrible across the board. Lord knows I love an iced coffee from Dunks, but it's not good. I'm just conditioned <laughs> to like it because I grew up in a certain place of the world. 
Oh yeah, like if you live in Massachusetts and you drink coffee, you go to Dunks. That's just how this works. I mean, they're just Do omnipresent. You guys have Dutch brothers? Uh, uh, no, I'm an only child, actually. Uh, <laughs> Dutch Brothers Coffee. Dutch Brothers Coffee. It must be a like West Coast thing, but like it it has this following that's a little bit obsessive to the point where you'll see people where their entire car is just covered in all the Dutch Brothers stickers that they have. And like when you go to Dutch Brothers, it's the I can't go there. I like I'll put any slop coffee in my mouth throw a cigarette in my mouth Mm, delicious ashtray mouth with coffee um but dutch brothers first of all is pure sugar so i don't want it and second of all the people are over aggressively friendly to the point where it feels fake and a little bit like whoa back off back up back up back up get back up um i don't like going there listeners do you ever go to dutch brothers coffee listeners do you have any weird stories there because i certainly do yeah, um, listeners, are you uh, are you are you Dunkies fans? or Are you more Dutch bags? You know, like, <laughs> get, get with me now. Like, yeah, listeners, support uh, local. Uh, Tres Leches Cafe is very good if you're Arizona, and also the Nile has a coffee shop that's good. It's uh, coffee that will not always, taste like swill. Always with Arizona with this one, Jesus. There's Arizona listeners. Get get over yourself. You have to move <laughs> on anyway, and it's time for you to. Uh, Damn it! According to my notes, talk about Arizona. Fuck no. Uh, no. Yeah, it's time for the boost segment uh, that we uh, have carved out for Haley every week to give us an update of her little slice of hell down there in the state of Arizona. And uh, apparently, this week they're getting friendly with the Q Shaman. So, Haley, talk to us about uh, Arizona, the Q Shaman, and everything. I know you guys are excited. Um. Well. Chansley, Jacob Chansley, a.k.a. the QAnon Shaman, um, he's currently running for Congress. Uh, I think we talked about this a while back, uh, about how just wild that um, district is in general. Because uh, a, a, a long-time Republican has uh, left her position, and now uh, every single, like person that ran against carrie lake is kind of vying for that seat like blake masters and um anthony kern is running for it who is this uh lawmaker that stormed the capitol and um uh abe hamaday he was the failed attorney general that also like carrie lake will not stop with the lawsuits that will never materialize into anything but he still grips off of that anyways shaman for congress that's his actual like signs and merchandise and uh website and um he's uh doing the whole shaman thing for that um every saturday he meets at the capitol um for a prayer and meditation which he streams um And he meets at this specific point kind of across the street from the Capitol that's in, like, this park. And it has, like, um, like a a stamp in the middle, like a circular crest kind of thing. Um, and then a bunch of, a bunch of, uh, lines, like, reaching towards that circle. 
Um, and that's where he prays and meditates because he believes that this is this is a ley line. Um, so, Mike, would you like to explain, please? Uh, yeah, ley lines. No, I'm, I'm sure are... the audience knows what ley lines are. They're with it. Okay. I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. So, uh, ley lines are a idea that there is basically energy in the earth, and that if you can like find where that energy is, and then go to where it the the power is in it, you can siphon it off for yourself it's a form of like kind of chakras and spirituality but in the actual ground itself and people that believe in ley lines believe that we are sort of instinctively drawn to them which is why capital cities are put where they are because we went to the where the power was and that's where we established our like roots of our of our societies and so yeah, this you can really is... feel it if you've ever been to Albany. You're like, wow. <laughs> oh, God. Whoa. The power. <laughs> I'm pretty sure our capital was moved also after we became a territory. So that's kind of oh. funny. Well, oh. they figured out. Or after uh, we stopped they, being a territory. They figured out where yeah. the, the, the Wi-Fi signal was stronger on this other ley line. They were just like, oh, yes, we get a better connection on this ley line. Right, exactly. Yep. So, yeah, it's moved a this... couple times. It was in Prescott, and then it was in Tucson, and then finally Phoenix. So, which one is it? <laughs> is it all ley lines? Is there multiple? Yes, ley lines okay. are everywhere. That's the whole okay. point of ley lines is that you can just like constantly tapping into, into them. They're just, it, it's weird. They're it's almost like you make up ley lines as you go along, and then just mm. say that the ley line is there. It's strange. Yeah, so obviously uh, Chansley the Q Shaman is a ley line truther, and this is part of his mythos, is that he, uh, and, and this is the shamanism and being part of nature and that kind of spirituality aggressively lends itself to ley line belief. Like that is something that is so unsurprising, you could knock me over with a feather when it comes to this kind of stuff. Yeah, so he believes that the Arizona Capitol, this is a direct quote, like all state capitals are built on electromagnetic, electromagnetic ley lines. And this is where ancient pyramids, obelisks, and ancient temples, medicine wheels, and stuff are built. This is to channel the energy to and through the earth and channel the intention of those assembled on those sacred sites to affect the frequency of the planet itself. That's his direct quote. Yeah, nice. I wonder. I, I wonder if hanging out and praying in these things makes his uh, sex life any better. I, I mean, he, you know, there actually are women that do show up to these prayer meditations, and just in general, when I see him at events, the ladies do really seem to flock to him. Um, ladies love cool sham. Yeah, <laughs> they, you know, he's got a little following. He's got a little following of people who like him. For like the spirituals, the so-called spiritual stuff, um, you know, he's got a following of people who are kind of horny for him. Um, he's got a following of people who just kind of are like feel he was wrongfully, you know, persecuted by the deep state. Um, yeah, but anyway, dude, you, you should go to the Capitol building and soak up some of his fucking leyline rays. Oh yeah, see if it yeah. see if it gives you mad power. Yeah, he's always there. He was there. He used to hang out even before he got picked up. Uh, when that gun rally was there last week, he had to stay a little. He had to go a little bit off site because 
uh, he couldn't be around guns <laughs> um, due to the conditions of his parole. But um, <laughs> yeah, so he likes to hang out at the Capitol and do this stuff. Um, but also he was hanging out at the Capitol this week because he was formerly invited as a guest by the lawmaker, a lawmaker this week to to uh, to the actual state capitol, like inside. He got to he got to go in there as a guest. So the lawmaker that invited him is Anthony Kern, which is funny because that's a person running for against him in the congressional race for the they're both running against each other. But Anthony Kern, as I said, he. He was involved in the January 6th riot at the Capitol in DC. He was photographed beyond he wasn't storm he wasn't photographed like inside the Capitol storming it, but he was photographed beyond points where he should have been. Um he uh then went on to help with the Cyber Ninja audit. Um, he was also one of the fake electors in Arizona, and then he got reelected, um, and he is now running for higher office, um, and this, that's going to be the same seat see that Chansley is running for. I honestly do not know who will win this race. I would imagine, like, the normie Republican will win this one, but we'll see. But anyway, so he was invited to the Capitol as a guest where he was like, yeah, brought in where it's like, you're not allowed to go if you're a member of the public. Uh, it was, it made news uh, because <laughs> I think he was in normal gear. Um, and like some of the, the, like the Democrats were like, who is that guy? Who That guy looks like super familiar. And then they didn't realize till after they got a uh, question by media about Chansley being there, that it was Chansley. Um, so yeah, the Arizona GOP is continuing to uh make themselves look good and bring about the uh the uh the nickname the Q capital of the world upon themselves for a reason. Uh so that's the update on Chansley. So that's yeah. <laughs> I will see you again during the CPAC segment. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, I Haley says that she proceeds into the Arizona shadows. <laughs> <laughs> well there we go uh yeah yeah dude ley lines such a crazy thing i mean that's the sort of shit that i'm glad that QAnon people are still into because that sort of weird mysticism and super science nonsense is always my my favorite parts of this conspiracy theory yeah like because again like i like i i only know what ley lines is through like non-QAnon related like mysticism shit like you know, fucking urban urban fantasy books and like Magic the Gathering and stuff like that. So, uh, when when ley lines came up in our Q and A discussion, I was just like, "Ooh boy, I'm about this life." Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like Chansley was in a Twitter space back when, like, when, when he first got out of prison, he did a Twitter space where he was like, "That was when like the Crassen scenes interviewed him, and they were just dog shit because they didn't push back on nearly enough of his stuff." And I literally, I was in the room the whole time and re- put the request to speak button in, and they just never, never, never turned me on. Cause <laughs> it's like, I, I don't rate, I don't, a, I don't rate, and b, if they knew who I was, they would never let me actually confront Chansley because I would have way too many facts to go at him with. But uh, at one point in the conversation, they were like, "Yo, you're all about this, like the nature and the, the environment. So how can you support Trump?" And Chansley just went into just like. Uh, 
all the nonsense about uh, free energy and Tesla and, and Tesla technology that was like stolen by the government. And like, that was how he was going to clean up the environment was literally just super magic technology. He didn't want to talk about how the Democrats actually work to help the environment. And Donald Trump is just coal mines all day. Boo! Yeah. It's like, Oh God. It's like, man. It's funny because he has four policies on his website. Uh, the, he, he makes a big, the, all caps, the four policies I am running on are cho- chosen for good reason. And they're surprisingly, you know, nothing about ley lines, nothing about environmental energies. Here's the, here's the four policies he'll be focusing on. Single bill voting, term limits, insider trading, and banning lobbying. Wow. What a... <laughs> I, I I just love what a milk toast libertarian anti government. I mean, Jesus, that's literally anyone could run on that. I could run on that. I'm I'm, I'm gonna fu- the the coolest thing in Massachusetts is our, our our Green Party is called the Green Rainbow Party. So I'm gonna run Ooh. Green Rainbow, and that that's good. I'm I'm gonna just literally copy pasta his platform to mine. I'm just gonna be like boom. <laughs> People are going to be like, how can you run on that? I'm like, how can no one run on that? It's the most boring thing in the world. Anyway, <laughs> it, it it means nothing. It's like Jacob Chansley is running on kittens are adorable. And I love puppies. Like, great, <laughs> man. Boy. Well, yeah, but when those are go- just the headlines. If you read a little bit deeper into it, you, you don't want to step on our rake here, right? Because it'll just be like, <laughs> limits. And then underneath it, it'll just be like, everybody knows the reptiloids have to stay on Earth for at least 10 years to return to bed. <laughs> And be like, oh, okay, there we go. That's why he wants it. He's just like, kick him off. Like, oh, ten, yeah. nine years, and then yeah. they got to be out. Otherwise, they'll be fully recharged and ready to go again. And you're like, wow, yeah. you really are just a crazy person. I would yeah. read you the full page of his ban lobbying, but it's so incredibly boring that it's not even worth it. I'll just give you, I'll just give you a little taste. Promoting equality in politics representation. By making lobbying illegal, the playing field could be leveled for all constituents, regardless of their financial resources. This could lead to a more rec- equitable representation of diverse public interests. Like it's it's literally just it's just where it's just normal words. It's all just normal Snooze. words. It's snoozeville. <laughs> it's it's. I, I, I was fighting to keep myself awake as you went through. That. Oh my god! <laughs> the, the the entire audience is asleep right now. Yeah, if you ever read anything from the Q Shaman's political uh, website again, you must do it in your ASMR voice. (laughs) Uh, Here, I'll keep going. Uh, Lobbying can create conflicts of interest where lawmakers might prioritize the desire of lobbyists over the needs of their constituents. Knock it off, you're going to get me bricked up. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's a lot of this. It's it's shockingly tame (laughs) for the Q Shaman policies but yeah that guy's got nothing it is boring who would have guessed uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought i thought he was probably a pretty wild and crazy guy based by the fact his whole identity is putting on a fucking furry costume just without the face mask and dancing around for a bunch of conservative idiots mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway uh vote for him i guess if that's your thing <laughs> better than anthony kern <sighs> better, just, better oh. than blake masters who is also running oh. for that seat Blake Masters, who's literally just an alien in human form, like I, I, I don't think enough can be said about that man and the psychotic nature of his commercials. Like, 
I just got a taste of it, but I, Haley had to be immersed in that guy's shit when he was <laughs> running for Senate in Arizona. But it's just like that ad he did with the gun. We we talked about it before on the podcast, like months and months ago. But like, it's just like, wow, this is literally an audition tape for like the remake of American Psycho. This is just absolute, mm-hmm. total, no emotion, no connection to the audience. Just being like German made Walther PPK. And he made a few like that. He just kept showing off guns. He's like, here's a gun I didn't kill anyone with. You want to see it shoot? You know? (laughs) Everybody loves guns. Lord knows we love guns on the Invents of Hell World podcast, and we think everybody should have at least three guns. Uh, but he didn't even make it fun. The one with the the one with the silencer, it was just like you can't hear anything. There's nothing there. It was just like showing him like shoot at a dirt lot that was just like <laughs> I didn't hear anything and it wasn't cool. <laughs> it was just guns weird. are always cool, Haley. That's where okay, you're wrong. Everybody loves a gun, a big metal okay. penis. I'm sorry. I believe we can all agree. That's so another thing. Record. Pack. <laughs> Maybe for real this time. Uh, no, you're definitely going to get in there to take some shots at Mitch McConnell, too. In our uh, headline news segment, which is coming up now. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. Uh, yeah, this is like breaking news. Mitch McConnell has decided that he is too old to be doing a government. Uh, so he has decided that after November, he is going to be doing uh, uh, the retirement thing. At the ripe old age of eighty-two, I think. Yeah, but, uh, uh, but an yeah. absolute unit. Yeah, so yeah, our boy Mitch McConnell has decided he will no longer be the Republican leader in the Senate, be it either as minority or majority leader, depending on the results of the election. So in November, he's just going to call it a day. He's going to go back to being a regular old senator and try to live out his term, which still has three more years left on it. Um. I've seen uh, nothing but celebrations from literally everybody. Uh, QAnon hates McConnell because um, he is not, uh, he he sucks up to Trump a lot, but not 100%, which makes him insufficiently loyal. And of course, the left hates McConnell because he's a monstrous piece of shit who basically quarterbacked Trump's entire presidency and wrote all the legislation that he then told Dumb Dumb Trump to sign his name to when it came time for that. So, and the shredder hates him because he looks like a turtle, but a man. Yes, <laughs> yes. I, I often uh, view my p- politics through the lens of what does the shredder think about these things, dude? It's fucked up that we can't elect the shredder to president just because he was born in this country. I'm just going to come out. It, it. it, nobody it's, it's nobody really else a, is going to say it, but I will. Yeah, it's really unfortunate, mostly because I'm drawing a blank on the shredder's actual name, and I'm just calling him the shredder. Was like, it Arakasaki? I, was that him? That, I can't remember if it was Arakasaki was him, or if that was Splinter's original name. But I think no, it's him. No, it's Arakasaki. I remember that because I remember there was like, uh, like there was this one episode of the cartoon that just ended with Krang yelling that at him. He's like, "We'll see about that, Arakasaki," because like they were having one of their tiffs that the shredder and Krang had all the time. What what, on what if they're fucking marital? fights yes absolutely 100 percent. i mean they were literally uh they, they were a nuclear family like the, the shredder and krang were the parents of bebop and rocksteady where they're delinquent kids i mean it was that was just they, they were coded that way aggressively i mean it just and then Tokai Razor with the kids that the father went and started with a different family. Anyway, this is as, as much as I would love to continue talking about Ninja Turtles over Mitch McConnell. Yes, 
that's not the podcast we set up for ourselves. So let's get back to talking about it. Turtle Boy IRL. Yeah. So the, the, the main question about this now is, is who on earth are the Republicans going to replace with uh, for the leader of the Senate? Because... Dude, Matt Gates, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, Marjorie God. Taylor Greene, get in there. Yeah, oh, man, yeah. The, thankfully, both of those nuts, nutbags are in the House. But uh, D- Donald, Paul, Donald Trump hasn't waved his orange hand over somebody yet to determine that they're the next person the Republicans will elect, because I guess that's how that party goes now. Yeah, oh, yeah, that is, I mean, that, that is the issue. I mean, I wonder, I wonder if like the 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 brain trust around Trump are currently having a meeting where like eventually one of them will then go to Trump and be like yo Donnie here are like three options for who we want to run the senate and then like they basically just have to have a giant argument with Trump cuz he's just this like bellicose moron that has like interpersonal relationships with various senators that he likes and doesn't like and they have to like lean on him to eventually pick the one monster they want him to pick that is most likely to toe the party line for whatever Trump wants them to do. That yeah, that's the magic of the Republican Party. It is literally just a cult of Donald Trump. It's one of my favorite things reading QAnon people where they're like, "You don't get it." Like you normie libs think we just hate democrats we actually hate the bushes and 90 percent of all republicans and blah 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 it's like yeah that's just the way the republican party has always worked i lived under w bush and i remember the eight-year cult of w i i lived in nevada and when i went to go pay my rent uh, the office where i went to cash that check or drop off that money order uh, the lady there had a literal uh, a calendar and every month was just a different photo of W. It was the W calendar. And so, and then guess what happened the moment that guy became so toxic that a black man became president after him. They unpersoned him. The unpersoning of Trump is going to be so egregious. Do you suppose that person just really loved the presidency that had a similar calendar for Obama? Just so... <laughs> That would have been awesome. They, they just love the they just love the office of president so much. <laughs> I wish. Oh, that'd been so great. Uh, sadly, sadly, I wasn't around for that. I, I I wasn't I wasn't in that I wasn't in that uh, apartment complex when uh, Obama was in office. Unfortunately, <laughs> there's like there's just something about being able to facilitate a genocide against Palestinians that gets me so wet. <laughs> oh God. Because that's what the president of the United States is supposed to be doing, right? That's that's their job, anyway. That, that's the order there. That's not about Mitch McConnell. <laughs> Look at him; he looks like a dumb turtle, <laughs> and he's retiring from part of his position. What a what a loser! Oh, anyway, yeah, God. it's so, it's so weird that they don't already have somebody. Like, was this like a surprise move? Because you would think that they would already have somebody lined up if he had kept them in the know about this, right? Yeah, it's really strange because like because it was a big to do when Pelosi said. I'm no longer going to be the House leader of the Democrats. And by the way, Hakeem Jeffries is my chosen successor. And the Democrats were like, cool, sounds good by us. And that was just a thing that was known. Like McConnell's retiring and McConnell did not retire and say, by the way, throws a dart at a dartboard. Boom. Like, uh, like Senator, Senator Cotton is now Tom Cotton. You, you're the, you're the new leader or whatever. I mean, they, they, that didn't happen. So it is strange. It is strange that there's no secession plan here and that now we're just in a spot where um, 
we've got uh, the Republicans just sort of being like, oh, shit, like uh, somebody else is going to have to be the literal uh, monster that runs the Congress for us now. Great. I mean, it's like, I mean, not that this is something that's unheard of, given the fact that they randomly kneecapped uh, McCarthy in the House, then spent like three weeks fighting over who the new speaker was. And our speaker now is a guy who is certifiably insane and no one knew about him until he took the speakership. I mean, so... Man, I, like, there's only I don't for, there's only 49 senators in the Republican Party in the Senate right now. So, b- boy howdy, if you're number 49, it might be you. You could win. You could win the lottery. <laughs> well, more on this as it develops. We have to wait for uh, Donald Trump to get his say in. He's probably a little bit busy this week trying to come up with half a billion dollars. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, maybe maybe next week. But don't worry, we'll be getting back to little Donald Trump here at the end of the news segment. But in the middle, sandwiched delicately in between Turtle Boy in our discussion of Ninja Turtles and Orange Boy in our talk about his uh, failing mental health, we're going to be talking about CPAC. That's right. It's time to get the hook out and pull Haley back from the Arizona shadows and get her back in here to, to, to discuss Hello. a little, little CPAC. Yes. So, so what's, what going, you know what's, about... what's going on? Yeah, what's going on? Well, like, you take you... it away, Mike, and I'll just, I, I'll just add on to the Arizona part of it. Uh, well, uh, that's that was my main question: is which of the which of the Nazis that we're about to cover are Arizona Nazis? Because like, there's like the the, 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 the main two, the main there there's 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 a couple that kind of were causing a lot of uh, a lot of uh, Nazi problems at CPAC this weekend, um, which um, CPAC officials are denying any Nazis were in attendance at. CPAC, which is a big fat fucking lie, and you could put that on record. Um, Whoa, Haley, so bold, yep. man. Mm-hmm. You could put that on Hell World record, okay? That this is a lie. This is a filthy lie. These are Arizona Nazis, at least two of them that were there. There was a bunch of dorky, there was like a little group of dorky Groiper fuck Nazis because Jared Taylor, well, they would be there anyway because the Groipers love to go to all the conservative um like events the traditional conservative events and you know do what they do um which in this case there was one who amanda friend of the show um amanda moore um she wrote about in the nation her um experience getting banned from cpac not the nazis getting banned from cpac um she got Sieg Heiled on by a couple Nazis, like a one Nazi, and there was a group of Nazis around her. One of those Nazis included a guy named Kyle Ferreira, um, who is a local. Um, he uh, he was harassing not just uh, people like Amanda and other uh, journalists, but he was also like going around and uh, like asking people like. Or, or or calling people like Sebastian Gorka a fucking f slur, and which is the anti-gay uh, slur, um, and uh, he was just asking uh, uh, Matt Schlapp why Fuentes wasn't allowed at CPAC, um, uh, like Nick Fuentes. Uh, he he uh, he was just kind of generally being a little Nazi fuck uh, throughout the conference. 
And then the person that Sieg Heiled on Amanda at the in the CPAC lobby. So that seems like a Nazi at your event, uh, Mr. CPAC. Um that's a uh a he's not from Arizona, he's originally from California. His name is Ryan Sanchez. He is a neo-Nazi from California, but recently moved here. Um, and he was kicked out of the military uh, for his affiliation with a neo-Nazi fighting gang called the Rise Above Movement. Um, and he is uh, very closely affiliated with Patriot Front, which is funny that so many of the conservatives keep this fucking guy around when they're like, fed, fed, fed um, about Patriot Front. <laughs> Yeah, Patriot Front is allegedly the fakest right-wing group in the history of the world. Uh, Awakened Outlaws pinned tweet is literally just, they're bullshit, Patriot Front, it's a lie. And it's like, they gotta feel so bad, Patriot Front. They're like, hey, bro, leave us alone. We're really Nazis. Honest, we swears it. Yeah, they're like, we actually love Nazis. Yeah, so this Nazi, Mr. Sanchez, he um, he, uh, regularly affiliates with uh, different Patriot Front groups, uh, throughout the country so you know that's a thing and then also like active clubs like neo-nazi active clubs which are kind of like the 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 chill the the just the off group of the rise above movement it's just it's neo-nazi fighting gangs all down the board so this is a nazi he's a proud nazi he's pretty open about being a nazi and um yeah so any claim that there was no nazis at cpac is a filthy lie um and yeah they they kicked out amanda the cpac officials kicked out amanda as she's getting harassed um cpac officials are continuing to double down and say there were no nazis at cpac literally arguing with amanda at this point on the timeline as if like we don't all see it we don't you could you could go on twitter uh, x whatever you want to call it and see all the little nazis being fucking nazi fucks because they're nazis so that's my um, addition to CPEC. Take it away, Mike. Yeah. So that's the that's the Amanda Moore uh, Nazi section of CPAC, which is a big part of CPAC because CPAC this year was incredibly boring. It was very underattended. Uh, journalists who were not kicked out, unlike Amanda, who were in there, would point out that. Back in the day, like these conventions, like when there would be a big room with a major speaker in it, the room would be overflowing. This the, the, these rooms are now half empty. No one was there. You're supposed People to have just... more or less attendance than that uh, Sham Willy Wonka thing that's been making all those headlines. <laughs> <laughs> that AI generated Willy Wonka nightmare warehouse. <laughs> oh god that, that was basically it oh my god man oompa loompa girl should have absolutely been at cpac oh she would have killed that would have been great yeah they um it was very poorly attended um it generated very little news with the exceptions of steve bannon giving a very incoherent rambling speech that in the middle of it he got a Trump one chant trying to go and he pissed and moaned about how Trump won the 2020 election and everybody knows it. And then Jack Posobiec said, we're going to end democracy. And then when called out on that, he posted a link to my pillow and made a joke because that's all his brain has only two options, which is outrage people and then grift off of people after outraging other people. 
because he's a dumb child with no concept of anything that's going on. Um, some people talked about Michelle Obama becoming the nominee for the presidency when they replaced Biden, which then led them talking about Big Mike and all the transphobic bullshit that surrounds Michelle Obama and the Republican uh, griftosphere. And it's really like sickening and kind of horrifying how mainstream that has become within in these circles where everyone's just sort of like, you know, calling Michelle Obama a guy is just like, it's par for the course. Like if you have a Republican in front of a microphone and they talk about Michelle Obama and they don't make an innuendo about her being a dude, it's kind of like, whoa, do I have to give that guy a cookie now? Like, has he cleared a bar that it's so fucking low that like he gets a reward for it? It's like, oh my God, this is, it's it's just it's just horrifyingly bad. So, and then uh, finally, uh, and this is a smooth segue into our last segment is uh, Donald Trump gave his rambling CPAC keynote address, and this speech uh, at the end of it featured him rambling on about Melania and being like, "Our great first lady, oh, she was the greatest, the best of all first ladies." Everyone says so, and then. After he literally stated all these things about her without without saying her name and without addressing who she was, it was just sort of like this whole "baba ba first lady, baba ba, she's great, baba ba." He then stated, and then the crowd started cheering. And then Trump said, "Mercedes, isn't this great?" And Joe 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 Public saw the clip of this. And was like, oh, shit, like Trump's so far gone that he literally just shouted out to his wife. Yo, Mercedes, look, they're cheering you. Isn't this great? And this started circulating around uh, Twitter and social media. That was not a great sign for uh, the Republican nominee. And this then led to a bunch of people uh, sort of tutting and freaking out about this. Uh, where what was happening was people were claiming that while Trump was giving this ramble about how great his wife was, and then people started cheering, he saw uh, Mercedes Schlapp, the wife of a known sexual predator, first name Schlapp here. I don't even remember his first name and fuck that guy. He doesn't deserve it. But um, basically their claim was he saw Mercedes Schlapp in the crowd and called out to her and then said, Mercedes, isn't this great? So there was this big argument slash conversation about, Hey guys, we have to, we have to play nicey nice with Donald Trump. And we can't say that he has dementia because he got his wife's name wrong. Cause he didn't, he was talking about something else. It's uh, blah, blah, blah. And Keith Oberman got in on this. And the Keith Oberman's like the biggest Trump hater in the world. And I was just like, bro, what are we doing? Like, why are we trying to give Donald Trump an out for a fuck up? Like, have you ever seen a Republican in the history of the world have a Democrat make a misstep? They're like, oh, no, 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 no. You get a mulligan on that, good sir. I, I, I understand what you were going for, and uh, I accept that. And now I'm just going to uh, like sort of let this one slide. Because um, finally, a sign of conservative hypocrisy. Yeah, exactly. 
it only, it only took us it only took us a little while, but we got there. We finally found it. Yeah, but it, it's just, it's just the funniest thing to me that people uh, felt that like attacking Trump for this misspeaking here was a bridge too far, and it's like you know you know this is. This is uh, old school wrestling in the ECW where there are no rules and everyone just goes through a chair and you just hit each other. And it's like if Joe Biden wins, America kind of stays normal. Like things are as they are. If Trump wins, we're fucked. We're we're really fucked. I mean, like this is super deluxe bad. So to me, it's like, you know, uh, I'm not going to give Trump any free pass on anything. Like if he says something stupid and. I can call him out on that. I'm going to do it. And then if people are like, oh, no, you don't understand. He said the stupid thing because of this reason that makes it justifiable. I'm like, no, he said a stupid thing. And I'm going to call him out on that stupid thing. And I'm going to point it out to people because I want them to know about it. And justifications. Must be, must be so ageist. What an ageist guy you are, you monster. So much of the tolerant <laughs> left. Am I right? Yes. Well, uh, my bro, uh, Dark Brandon, uh, got in on the fun on the Seth Meyers uh, show when he did his interview. Uh, Meyers said to him, yo, Joe, you're, you're fucking old. What's going on, bro? What's going on with your age? And Biden said, uh, Trump's almost as old as me, and he can't remember his wife's name. And I was like, good. Yes, Dark Brandon. Hit him on it. Attack. Attack, Dark Brandon. Like this is this isn't even a you question. Should have with, like, with with a with a fucking zigger, like oh, but I I sure I sure can't remember her name. Like you sly old dog. <laughs> hey, well, we, we, hey, we earlier this week we got that Joe Biden fucks thing going for a while. So yeah, <laughs> if he just turned it up that extra mile, that would have been really that would have been really spicy. <laughs> yeah, man. If, if Joe Biden fucks, imagine how much Dark Brandon fucks. Yes. <laughs> Oh man! So yeah, um, in the in the news for uh, what what were the acceptable uh, slurring and incoherence of the week for Donald Trump? Uh, the big one was that uh, Donald Trump uh, declared that it was he who made Israel the capital of Israel. So he was the one who pushed that forward and, and saw to it that that was completed. That I can't happened. remember. Was it between shows where he also declared that black people are going to love him because he's getting prosecuted for crimes? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. Is that also this week, speaking of his failing mental thing? I mean, why would you ever say that? It's just like, dude. Black people love it when people when when their when their heroes get persecuted for crimes or whatever. It's like, wow, you're fucking <laughs> you're out of your fucking trees, dude. It's so crazy. Oh, <laughs> like yeah, Trump's entire uh, speech before the Black Congressional Caucus or whatever it's called, like this weird front group of um of, of, of black conservatives. It was just literally the most racist speech ever given, where he was just like, hey, black people, you love me because of racist stereotypes. Am I right? It was just like, whoa, who the fuck thought any of this was a good idea? Like, this is... (laughs) Yeah, that uh, that was the spiciest of meatballs, just... The idea that they that anyone thought that that was going to play well with an audience, it was just uh, that was rough. That was that wasn't even a thing where it was like you just watch a clip of it. That was just like the whole thing, like literally soup to nuts. The whole part of it was just wildly uncomfortable and racist because it was just and and this is the thing that like I've seen from so many 
Republicans where they're like, hey, Trump's making massive inroads to the black community by being indicted and selling sneakers. And it's just like, what what are you on about, mate? Like, literally, all you're talking about is, like, stereotypes. Like, this is such a, like, just tactless, shitty, awful thing to be where you're just like, hey, man, I, like, I understand the blacks because of crime and shoes and what other things do black people enjoy? I will talk about them as well. And it's just like, man, like, boy, howdy. Like, what are we doing here? What is going on? And I mean, it's just really strange. It was uh, that that speech was nuts. Uh, CPAC was, I don't know, less nuts, but equally as horrible and it's to me it's just one of these things where it's like the more trump gets in front of cameras nowadays it's just wild how much he's deteriorated from 2016 it's just like the the guy that was the the candidate back then versus the guy they have now like trump now just literally gets on stage just looks at the teleprompter goes through the motions loses his train of thought repeatedly rambles and it, it he's not even like he's not even the character they imagined he it's just this vessel it's just like a, a thing that you're projecting your hopes and wishes upon but i, I just i read so much stuff from QAnon people who are like oh man the boss killed it tonight and they show a clip and it's just trump and this dull monotone being like we will crush the deep state we will defeat the woke leftist agenda we will make America great again in the most prosperous nation in the world. Thank you very much. Boom. I love you all. And then he does his little sort of dance where he moves his hands back and forth as though he's giving invisible hand jobs. And then the crowd's just like, oh, my God. It's so magical. I, I wish we were getting those hand jobs. Yes. <laughs> oh, if only the God Emperor's tiny hands were on my penis. Oh, man. It'd be so it looks so big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. The, lo- the, the uh, juiciest fruit hangs the lowest. It does. And uh, the final breaking news that came out for Trump uh, recently, in the last like, hour or so was that um, he's supposed to put up most of the money for his appeal bond or whatever. And right now he's trying to negotiate with the court to only have to put up $100 million for the appeal instead of like the full half a billion. And again, the Republicans tell me, Oh, Donald Trump, the, 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 the ultra billionaire, the one of the richest men on God's green earth. It's like, why is a half billion like not in his sofa cushions? Why is he currently pleading with the courts? Can I just give you a hundred million please? So I can take care of this work for me and get this appeal process handled. It's like why why is he so desperate for money? Like the 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 whole narrative behind his candidacy and presidency was that Donald Trump is so super rich, he can't be bought. Unlike Hillary Clinton, who would literally do anything for a dollar. You could bribe that you could bribe that broad six ways to Sunday because she just needs the cash because she's practically in the poorhouse, old Hillary Clinton. But Donald Trump He's just got billions and billions in the bank. You can't touch that man. He can do whatever he wants. He's outside the constraints of capitalism and economic pressure because he's so wealthy. He doesn't even know what to do with his cash. And yet now 
here we are with him hat in hand before the uh, New York State uh, courts being like, hey, uh, can you shave off like $300 million from my bond appeal, please, por favor? Can you take care of me on that one? I'd really appreciate that if you could do that for me. And it's like, man, maybe he isn't really a billionaire. Maybe he really doesn't have all this money we've been told he has. Well, more on this uh, Donald Trump bankruptcy and slide into senility uh, as it develops. But for now, let's get to our listener mailbag. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q&A. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Snorlax uh, uh, CPAP uh, snuck this into uh, a different thread, but they asked for this to be put into the mailbag. Uh, Biden's dog, deep state or white hat, white hat commando led by God. Because if you hadn't heard the story, it's like apparently like a thing came out where there's been like 24 biting incidents involving Biden's dog. Biden's dog is just going hog wild on people around him. So Dude, here's my um, answer, and it's going to be incredibly unpopular because some people think these things don't exist. I'm just going to call it bad dog. You know, bad dog. Like you, you're you're biting twenty, thirty people, or forty, or however many it was. Was it forty two, or was it twenty four? Some some really high number, it's like double digits and more than ten. Dude, bad dog. I'm gonna say good dog because he's biting mostly like 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 uh, what is it the 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 uh, secret service people. He's he's biting right, he's, just. He's, he's, I don't he's care about biting that. the. He's he's biting the Trump Secret Service people, so he's okay. I don't care. Uh, it's the Secret Service, and I just bite him. I don't care. That's funny. I th- this thing is is that I'm actually trying to frame this inside of the um the narrative of QAnon. So I have to go deep state. I have to imagine that inside the deep state narrative, you have these like beleaguered Secret Service agents. They wake up every morning and they they hate that they have to protect the illegitimately elected president, that they know Joe Biden is a usurper who stole the presidency from the God Emperor Donald Trump, God's chosen person. And then they show up to work and Biden's just like, hey there, Smitty, another day of watching my old ass. <laughs> and Smitty's like, yes, Mr. President, sir. And then Biden just has an evil gleam in his eye. And he's like, hey, Commander says hello. And the guy's like, oh, no. And then the dog just mauls him. He's like, ah! and then Biden and the dog just walk away. And the guy's like led off to the hospital again. And he's just like, <laughs> dark, dark Brandon and his feral demon hound just like hauling off and brutalizing people. So 
I have to go deep state because uh, I can't I can't see the white hat be- action behind it. I mean, if, if if Commander was biting like other Democrats and stuff like that, then I could see them being a white hat. But no, it's just rank and file Secret Service dickbags who obviously QAnon would think are good people. So I think that this dog is possibly protecting Joe Biden from, yes, deep state actors who want to do him harm. Mm hmm. Oh, you can go the other way with it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But that, well, you, that's the double reverse. If those deep state actors don't know that it's Biden wearing a mask, that they don't know it's James Woods, and like <laughs> those people, those people are like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've gotten into the Secret Service. And I'm gonna assassinate Biden to save the world." And Commander's like, Commander's like trying to give him the note, like, "Bro, bro, the Biden's on our team now. It's okay." It's, it's like it's like the reverse of the scene in, in uh, Endgame when. Captain America leans over and says, hail Hydra to the, to the Hydra agents and then takes the scepter. I mean, it's just like kind of that, but commander unfortunately can't talk because he's a dog. So. Very good. So, <clears throat> good yeah, so uh, thank you. Yep. Yeah, thank you for the question. Uh, me bad asks uh, favorite bumblefuck from the influencers or pump uh, pundit circles, baby Q Dinesh, the Crassen scenes, Jacob wall, etc." I don't know that I have a favorite of these people because they're all like really terrible. I think that Baby Q is probably the most fucked up of them because that guy was really working it when he first got on the scene. That guy like DM'd me a bunch of photos of him working in front of like computer servers and shit. And his whole grift is so transparently like obvious that he's just trying to scam people that don't have a very high level of intelligence or media literacy where he's just like, Hey, I'm in the future. I'm Q and I'm sending codes back to myself in the past. It's just like, buddy, like, how do you say that with a straight face? Like you're just fucking lying to people and you know it. So it just like, I just find that guy to be like really distasteful. So, uh, Screw Baby Q. Dinesh is actually obviously the more dangerous of all these people because he's actually like a mainstream Republican who is taken seriously by way too many people, even though he's a total scumbag. And his propaganda movies just reach the eyes of way too many people. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's uh, <laughs> the, the number of people who have been like, oh, man, 2,000 mules prove the election was stolen. And it's like, how? And they're just like, it did. And it's like, oh, God. It's like, no. Like, fuck you. Yeah, so... I would say that of them, like, Baby Q is the most dishonest. Dinesh is obviously the most dangerous. The rest of the Krasensteins, they're just looking for money. They're just doing a thing. They're doing a bit. They're not big. And same with Jacob Wall. Although the difference between the Krasensteins and Jacob Wall is that Jacob Wall will eventually end up in jail one day because he's going to do a big boy crime. Whereas the Krasensteins are just, like, grifters. They're just looking for a buck. Like, you you're not a serious person if someone comes up to you and it's like, hey, do you want to debate January sixth with Alex Jones? And you're like, I'm in. I mean, you you better cut me a check, and that check better have at least five figures on it before I would even remotely think of doing such a thing. I mean, like, I'm like, uh, like forty thousand dollars, and I'll fight Alex Jones in a live debate, but, but not and not even not even a penny less than that because. Like that's that's your dignity. Like you're really like like people would probably be like, oh, Mike, that's way. I'm like, dude, I need that money. But like, you <laughs> offer me thirty nine. I'm like, no, it's still it's still not worth it. Like, you have to hit my price point for me to be willing to start engaging in shit like that. Because uh, it's just ridiculous. So yeah, uh, that would be my take on those people. They all suck and are terrible and bad. 
I don't know uh, any of these ding dongs. My, my my favorite my my favorite idiot is Forgy Auto Blow because he's agreed. just <laughs> such a uniquely stupid dum dum. I love him so much. Oh God, I. I it wasn't. I don't think it was him that did this, but someone I saw on the QAnon Griftosphere when I was scrolling through my timeline, they had a remix of Rihanna's SNM, or it was like a it was a parody remix where it was called like instead of that, it was just called Trump One, and I like saw like a list of like right wing rappers that were doing the song, and I was like, hard pass. I'm not gonna listen to you butcher a rihanna song to like salute your beloved orange daddy it's like boy howdy you gotta be kidding me yeah so uh finally uh patrick asks uh when is Haley going to a rally event and do a report about it or maybe a Haley special about a chosen topic she's interested in other than arizona uh would be fun in my humble opinion so your your, your audience demands more content from you Haley. give them okay. more I was yeah. doing some stuff this weekend, but it was not, it, it's not QAnon related. It's not right wing related. I'll be doing some stuff this week, but it's again, not QAnon related, not right wing related. Um, maybe in a couple weeks, I'll have some, some sauce for you. Yeah. Haley, Haley contains multitudes and those mm-hmm. multitudes are not merely constrained to hell world. Yeah. This is, yeah. This is a chilly cookoff season. So Haley's doing a lot of judging. Yes. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh man, uh, you, you, you can feel it when they put that one drop of the source in it and turn it into firehouse chili. That's what it's all about. It's also rodeo season in Arizona, so you know i i got a lot I got a lot of rodeo in to get in. Oh, you've got a lot of a lot of denim to wear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of controversial discussions about whether or not Beyonce is country. Hmm. <laughs> Oh man, uh, rodeo, rodeo week in Vegas was always the greatest week because man alive, cowboys, uh, cowboys tip good. I very much appreciated them oh. for that week. Like at the at, at the Excalibur where I worked, uh, we had to wear the most hideous like outfits. They were the worst uniforms on God's green earth that any human being has ever been forced to endure. Uh, but cowboy week, you were allowed to wear uh, you were allowed to wear cowboy. Uh, regalia for a week you were allowed to wear blue jeans uh like a like a denim top with a bolo tie you were allowed to like dress cowboy for that week because like the clientele was going to be so aggressively for the rodeo and for that event that uh you you could like like suck up to them by like wearing their gear it, like some casinos will let you wear a football jersey on sundays that was like another thing that they would do as a way to like show your solidarity with sports betters but yeah cowboy week was great um I always enjoyed Cowboy Week. Um, the, sadly, my funniest memory of Cowboy Week was there, there was this one customer that we had. He was the angriest dude in the world. His name was, New, we called him New York Brian because he was from New York and his name was Brian. We're incredibly creative. <laughs> and that and, and that dude was just the angriest person that ever lived. And he sat down at a table of just eight happy cowboys and fucking god did he kill the mood within two minutes i mean it was just like uh flop came out this cowboy put in a 25 dollar bet and brian just looked at him and was like see what you're doing i get where this is going i got you i get it and then he folded really angrily and just kept glaring at the cowboy and you could just like feel everyone in the room just feel the tension of this angry dude just radiating off of them and the 
everyone at the table just went from being like happy and having a good time and partying to now just being like playing poker face down, quiet, no one saying anything. Cause you said this one guy that was just like super intense and very upset over losing $30 pots. So it's just like, Oh shit. Like it's like, Brian, buddy, can you, can you come back tomorrow when the Cowboys are not here and not tipping great? And now you're fucking ruining it for me. I'd like to fucking cover my rent in the shift. It's like, Oh my God. Yeah. So, yeah. Fuck off! You're pissing off the cowboys. Yes, <laughs> the worst. They're, they're America's like... tippers. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. So, uh, ro- uh, rodeo fans and cowboys in general, I salute you because you took care of us when I lived out in Vegas. You were the best. So I appreciate you. Uh, and that brings us to our question, as always, at the end, which is, what are you guys looking forward to? Uh, you know, that's a fucking great question. Uh, Dune 2, I guess, is the immediate answer that jumps to mind. There's, like, a bunch of media coming out soon that I'm going to be consuming, but Dune 2 is the one that's coming out the soonest. Not counting Poor Things, which I'm finally going to watch after having been released for, like, three months now, but I uh, wanted to wait until it was out on streaming because I couldn't wrangle anyone to go see it in theaters with me. So, I guess I'm excited for movies. I'm going to be doing uh, some... I'm seeing Poor Things, I think... Thursday night or Friday night with some friends. And then uh, next week, uh, after the initial rush, we are going to go see Denny Villeneuve's Dune 2. We're going to have sex with our popcorn buckets, as is the fashion of the meme. And it's going to be pretty nice. And Haley, what are you looking forward to? Um, um, Great. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, an art show that opens up in like a week that I'm going to go to. That's something to look forward to. Yeah. Hey. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Did it. Uh, is there, are there any artists or exhibits that you're particularly excited for? Uh, it's a friend who's doing their exhibit, so I'm not going to dox, but um, it'll be fun. Cool. Cool. Uh, I am looking forward to the finale of The Floor, which apparently aired last night. Oh. And thankfully, it's not it's not popular enough on social media to ruin it for me. But uh, it is a very fun trivia show. It's uh, very well paced. If you've ever watched it and you enjoy trivia game show battles, it's it's a very well made one. It's very well made. And uh, I enjoyed it. And uh, they basically did a thing where they just aired episodes nine and ten back to back last night. So we got to find out who won it. That was the one drawback of the show is that it's a season long trivia battle. And like every night, like someone wins a small amount of money, but you have to watch the whole season to find out who wins the quarter million dollars at the end. So uh, I get to find out who is the champion of the floor. And that also makes me laugh because that's literally my job. That's my that's my title at work. People are like, floor, but I have to run over and see whatever the problem is and handle it. Are you the champion of the floor? Um, the floor, I have been good on a lot of the trivia challenges, but there are some subjects where they're just like, here's the topic and begin. And I'm just like, nope, I have no idea. Uh, if this was my topic and this was the battle I was involved in, I would be eliminated immediately. Like I have no hope. Like I would love to audition for the floor because I could absolutely pick a few like subjects and categories I'd be very good on trivia in. But the problem with the show is that as you fight, your the topic you're fighting over changes, and you can literally just be handed a topic you just don't know, and you're just dead. <laughs> like, like um, there was a, and sometimes they'll even like tell the person like, "Hey, you've inherited this topic. How do you feel about it?" And the person be like, "Not great, Bob." 
this ain't good. <laughs> if I have to do an actual tri- trivia fight on this subject, I'm eliminated. They're just letting people know I'm low hanging fruit. Come pick me. You can knock me out of this show so easy right now. No, no must, no fuzz. So yeah. that's where the survivor uh, style element comes of lying comes in. Are they secretly great <laughs> at it? No. <laughs> Oh, well, that was the thing is that a lot of times uh, they'd be like, hey, you've inherited this topic. And that person would be like, that topic's incredible. I'm so happy to have been to have inherited it. Come at me, bro. And it's just so, and then again, the survivor, are they bluffing? Do they really not like the topic? It's great. So yeah, that's there. There's like a, there's a fucking South Korean show. Uh, <laughs> it's some sort of reality show that's sort of like, the, it, there's like a panel of like idols and stuff, like celebrities that are there judging and then they'll just like trot somebody out on the stage and the panel of successful musicians has to guess whether or not this person has talent. Or, like, is this just some random person who's about to do the world's worst karaoke rendition of a thing? Or are they secretly great at singing? And then, ooh, ah, it's like, wow, what a, what a beating. If you're just one of the regular people that show up there. They're just like, okay, okay, d- d- deliver us a classic style American Idol. She bangs, and then let's move on. There's <laughs> yep. a 30 year old reference for everybody. Well, 30 is a stretch. There's a 20 year old reference for everybody. Hey, I, I got it. I, I, I'm there. I, I'm an old. I'm an old. I, I understand you. <laughs> Speaking of old, uh, it is fucking getting long in the teeth of this show. So it's time for us to leave Hell World. And in salute of being old, let's let's get into like fucking old people rascal mobility scooters and put put our way out of Hell World for the week. Oh, let's uh, let's Velcro our shoes and uh, slowly shamble towards our Velcro scooter. Hey man, scooters. I already Velcro my shoes because that is a fat person trait because my feet are enormous. Which is yeah. weird because you know, but like, uh, I, they're not especially wide. They're wider than they need to be, but they're not especially wide. They're just dumb fucking long. Anyway, uh, thank you, listeners, so much for listening to the show. Uh, if you're still here, again, can't imagine why you would be. Uh, if you'd like to continue supporting the show for free, uh, but even harder, you can do so by visiting uh, by giving us a five star review wherever your podcasts are from. By visiting that place and then giving us a five star review. If you want to give us money. You can visit us at patreon.com slash pokerpolitics, where a $5 or more donation per month will get you access to our bevy of bonus content, including all the previous uh, Q-related pop media stuff we recorded when Sarge was still part of the crew, and the currently running slash recently wrapped, question mark, uh, series uh, with Mike and Haley talking about the JFK assassination and, uh, who's it, Rob Reiner's crazy podcast they're in or whatever. Uh, yeah, good stuff. A bunch of bonus content. And you could uh, join the beautifuler babies in the crib at patreon.com slash pokerpolitics. Thank you so much, beautifuler babies. We love you. If you have money and you want to do some good with it, there are plenty of ways to do that, but the one we always suggest is visiting love146.org. They are an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation, and that has always sounded pretty neat to us. Thanks, as always, for the use of our original intro song, Remix Accidentally by Mike Rains. Goes to DJ Minimal Effort, who is a cool guy who still knows social media, but did congratulate me on completing an Honor Mode playthrough of Baldur's Gate 3 the other day by saying that he uh, saw that I had a massive penis. So thanks, DJ Minimal Effort. If you ever hear this, you're right. I do have a massive penis. Uh, thanks, as always, to Frosty, the voice of our uh, bumps, the voice of Q, and any other stuff we need when we need voiceover work. You can find them on Blue Sky at FrostyVO. 
You can find the show on Twitter at Hellworld with a Q instead of an O. You can find Haley on various social media platforms at Arizona Right Watch and Mike Rands on various social media platforms, of course, at Poker Politics. And me, technically, on Blue Sky at Mysterious L, although all I do there is piss and moan about stuff I don't like, and it has nothing to do with QAnon. So uh, be warned, my babies. Anyway, for another successful episode of the Adventures in Hell World podcast, I've been one of your hosts of the Mysterious L. Joined as always by Haley, aka Arizona Right Watch, and our expert in all things Q and on crazy, Mike Rains, aka Poker and Politics. Good speed, Patriots. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.